0: absolutely love, I you. love you love you love you it's it's awesome <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen welcome to pt pintcast a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight remarkable ideas and motivational stories they say the best conversations happen at happy hour welcome to ours i'm jim mckay i'm your host broadcasting live from the arias medical studios find them at aureusmedical.com leaders in hashtag travel pt Make sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, wherever you find uh, great podcasts. And now, video casting these YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at PT Pinecast, on the socials. Great show for you tonight. We're talking about really how to leverage your passion and expertise into an online business to help you match and reach your goals. Also, Why is it your ethical obligation as a physical therapist to learn how to sell physical therapy? That S word, that's a dirty word though, right? No, no, it's not. Uh, It's actually your ethical obligation. You should be doing this already. So uh, let's get the show started. Our guest tonight is the owner of LaBauer Physical Therapy in Greensboro, North Carolina, and the host of the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. Uh, Really after seeing 43 patients in one day, As a physical therapy student, he knew he couldn't treat patients effectively in a typical insurance model. Since then, he's helped thousands of passionate physical therapists scale their time, income, and impact. Let's bring him in the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Aaron Labauer to the show. Aaron, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, Jimmy. Thanks so much, man.
0: We got the cheering sound effects and whatnot. I know. In a virtual world, you got to make your own, you got to bring your own crowd noise. So I do that. I'll just be standing here in my living room, uh, which is also my office, which is also just where I eat, you know, breakfast. Um, You just got to bring your own crowd noise. So I do that. Uh, Thanks so much for coming by, man. I appreciate it.
1: Dude, thanks for having me on. I'm stoked to be here. And that was like the best intro I've had ever. Well, you were nice
0: enough to have me in your intro. I mentioned uh, you've got a show too. You are no stranger to podcasts, the Cash PT lunch hour. You were nice enough to have me on there not long ago. Although, I. When I saw like some of the promo things that you were putting on social media, I was like, "Oh, it was the middle of the summer," because I was wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. And now in the Northeast where I am, it's like cold. I was like, "Oh yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. But it was nice then, and then we fell off a cliff here."
1: Right. right. Yeah. It's still nice here where I'm living, but
0: yeah, yeah I know. Salt wound, got yeah. it. So, uh, Aaron, like, tell people, like, you know, I, I mentioned in the your intro, really just seeing 43 mm-hmm. patients the day as a student physical therapist you yeah. probably just had that internal gut check like hey if this is it i can't do it yeah like, me- walk through that how'd that feel
1: oh dude it was it was nuts i'm sitting there at the end of the day I, it was actually like 6 30 and i had like a pile of notes i'm sitting there on my lap going through these paper notes and in walks like the basketball team I'm like they got a game that night and then we got like seven more people to see and so i went from like you know, I started at 8 a.m. It was four, a little over four people an hour, plus like all of a sudden at the end of the day, I didn't get out of there until 10:30, and I was like, "There's no way in hell I'm going to do this." <laughs> like I, I was four weeks or five weeks into my clinical rotation.
0: Yeah, I mean, good on you for recognizing that. So after that, how, why are you still here? Right, a lot of people might have checked out of the profession or <laughs> something like that. Why, you know, why? How, how are you still here? Right.
1: Well, I had started my career as a massage therapist. So back in 99, I went to massage therapy school and graduated and I'd been seeing people basically with chronic pain doing massage and I was the first one to touch them where they hurt and to help them. And I was like, I know there's more I need to do. So I went to PT school. So I wasn't going to quit, but I realized I have to do something different. Like no one's going to hire me to do the therapy that I wanted to do, especially if I I can't do that seeing four people an hour. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to start my own business. And I'm, that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm unemployable and I have a passion for helping people.
0: I like that. All right. Uh, first round is brought to you by our friends from Owens Recovery Science. They're a single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation. BFR as the cool kids these days call it. Uh, find uh, Johnny Owens, Kyle Kimbrell and his team at OwensRecoveryScience.com going around the country, around the world. Pro Sports uh, Clinic around the corner. They've got you covered. OwensRecoveryScience.com. Johnny's actually got uh, his fingers in another course being released by the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Uh, find them at uh, orthopt.org. So uh, that's the first round. First question, always the hardest, really. What are we drinking? I've got a vodka soda tonight. And, and my favorite line from Game of Thrones is, I drink and I know things. I know.
1: That's awesome. I was <laughs> that me. I'm drinking uh, some water and a... a- citrus, turmeric, ginger wellness shot.
0: Of course you are. And that's what I like about you. So we got that out of the way. All right. So the hard stuff is done. Um, we get into the easy stuff here. All right. So what you say, you've, you've helped thousands of passionate physical therapists really scale their time, income, impact. Mm-hmm. What is the first question that usually people ask you? Or like when you interact with them, what's that, hey, Aaron can help me? Or what are the things that you hear when you're like, I got you. I've heard that before. I know how to help
1: you. That's a great question. I think the big thing is people have questions about the details, but the questions they aren't asking are the bigger questions. Like, so there's like the details of like, what is your state? What's required in your state? I'm like, I can't tell that because I can't know that for 50 states. But the big question is, is how much is my time worth and what do I really want out of the effort and energy I'm putting into this business?
0: Yeah. Like big picture questions. I agree. Uh, I I don't really necessarily help scale practices, but like people will come to me with the communications questions and they'll ask like, what app should I use? And I'm like, I don't know where you are right now. Same thing as you're talking about practice. I'm like, I don't know where your head's at. Like, what do you want the audience, the person or people that you're going to experience this to think, feel and walk away experiencing? And then that it it flips them on their head, but people want to go small to big. I'm like, dude, big to small, big to small.
1: Yeah. They get stuck in the weeds and the details. Because kind of that's how we were trained as PTs. It's like you got to know the arthrokinematics kinematics of the joint. You know, I mean, like in business, it's not like that. In business, you got to know where you want to go. You got to so you got to know the destination. And then you get the roadmap. It's kind of like saying I'm going to drive from North Carolina to Poughkeepsie, New York and not mm-hmm. using um, Google Maps. Like you got to know where you're going. Otherwise, Google Maps doesn't help you.
0: Right, north, you know, yeah. hey, big north. But I would also say it is kind of relevant in, in physical therapy because I got caught going through the weeds in PT school and knowing right. exactly what angle, ligaments, and, and 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 line of pull. But really, the thing you have to back away from and go, you're talking with a person. Right. You're working with a person. Right. What's that person? To, oh, okay. Go big to small, not small so, to big. Yeah. Um, so how do you do that when someone says like, Hey, that, that sounds exciting. Leveraging, helping someone leverage their passion and expertise into an mm-hmm. online business. Um, mm-hmm. uh, how do you walk them through that? Walk me, walk me through your process of where your head goes.
1: Yeah. The, the number one thing is, is that we all know, like, man, I, I love doing this thing and I'm really smart at this and I know more about this than most people are the people I want to help. So then what you got to do is you really got to find the problem that people have, not the problem you have or, because you're not your customer or the problem that you know you can solve because customers and patients they want something but it's not always what they need so we got to figure out what it is they think they want or think they need and that's really the very big that's the biggest um that's the biggest step is figuring that out when you figure that out then now we can go and market and produce whatever it is that they want to buy
0: yeah. If you're watching us live on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, drop questions or comments below. We'll see if we can get those for Aaron before we get them out of here. Um, but uh, so let's talk about this. Uh, mm-hmm. You just mentioned an S word, selling, marketing. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about your shirt. What's, your, what's yeah. the deal with you? I don't normally ask guests about their fashion, but yeah, as for the podcast audience, I work for patients, not insurance companies. Yep. Yeah. I like that.
1: 100%. Like I, that's why I started a cash practice because I don't want to make decisions based on um, – how much insurance are going to pay, or whether physicians are going to agree with my diagnosis and prognosis or not. So I work for patients.
0: Insurance companies make medical medical decisions. Oh, I, I we have licenses, right?
1: Yeah, it's, Jennifer in Iowa shouldn't be telling me how to treat my patient.
0: Right. All right. So going along that line, with in terms of selling. Yep. You say it's it's my it's your it's the mm-hmm. author. All- this ethical obligation as a physical yeah. therapist to learn and effectively sell mm-hmm. physical therapy. But Aaron, that S word, ooh, that's scary. Right. I feel dirty. So I know.
1: That. It's really dirty. So if you go and take your car and you're going to shop for a Volvo and you're like, that's a sweet Volvo. It's an 850 with a five speed. Let me test drive it. And the salesman goes, let me see the keys to your car so I can tell you how much we'll give back to you. And he holds on to your keys and won't give it back to you like happened to me. That's sleazy salesmanship. But as a physical therapist, if I know I can help you and I know that when you have back pain, your best opportunity for getting better and not wasting your time and money in the medical system is to come see a physical therapist first, then I have to learn how to sell. Selling's not sleazy when I know it's what people need and I don't push it on them. What most people don't realize about sales is sales isn't me trying to convince you to get physical therapy or convince you to pay it's me asking you questions to figure out what it is you want so I can offer you a solution.
0: Yeah. If you want to draw someone in, and I learned this as a as a first-year journalism student, if you want to seem interesting, mm-hmm. be interested. And the way to be interested is ask questions. Um, you know, Nice nice trick as well. You never seem like the dumbest guy in the room when you just keep asking questions. People are like, that guy asks a lot of questions. He's very curious.
1: I know. People are like, Aaron, those are great questions. I never thought about that. I'm like, well, you know. It's awesome. All right. When
0: you're... When you're talking about um, this with people who want to either start their own clinic or want to leverage their clinic or want to expand their clinic, you, you say that there's a, m- a most precious resource, something specific, and then a tool to help you get those things. So mm-hmm. what is the most precious resource in a physical therapist's bank?
1: Oh, it's time. Time. Time is money. Money comes and goes. Like I can go get a job at the hospital and I get some money every two weeks or I can have patient get money, but time is fleeting. Like time is, there's only so much time I have left. I'm 46 years old. I'll be 47 in a few months. And my kids are 9-11. I only have so much time with them. So what we have to start understanding is that time is how we should judge our efforts and our um, actions so that we can have more of it. And patience also. It's like, how do we save them time? People don't think in the currency of time. They think in the currency of dollars, but time is much more valuable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As I hear you say that from making sales and again, selling is not a dirty word. We want to make sure we get that out of people's minds. I have a similar conversation with people in terms of I tell people I day trade in attention. That's what I do. Right. I give you something I'm giving right now. If you're watching this live, you're listening, recorded, giving you an opportunity to listen to what Aaron has to say. A brief snippet of it. Right. Right. You got to go talk to him more to get more. And two phrases come to mind pay attention and spend time.
1: Mm-hmm. Pay
0: attention, spend time. People typically focus on attention and time because that's what they want. Right. But pay and spend, those are transactional. So you're talking about time and that comes into play with both of us. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's our most valuable resource. Yep.
1: And people who pay money, pay more attention.
0: Yeah, they do. I they mean, you got
1: skin in the game.
0: Yeah. People who just go along with it. Ah, my insurance is going to take care of us. Right. We've heard that before. And I don't, right. I don't patient bash, but like, I'm the same way. If I got no skin in the game, I'm kind of like, ah, I'll get it done eventually. Right. But yeah, you know, the first time I had to pay for a car repair, right. After my parents were like, Hey, by the way, you're, you graduated from high school. We're not fixing that thing anymore. I hope
1: you didn't have a sob because those are $600 every yeah. time.
0: I had a Ford uh, uh, called the Probe Rari. It was a Ford Probe, but I, it looked like a Ferrari in the front, and the lights were oh. up. But yeah, the first time I had to uh, had to fix the Ford Rari, I was like, "It costs how much for brakes? Like what?" Uh, believe me, I was invested in taking care of that car from then on out. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And that's the thing: it's whether people pay twenty five dollars or two hundred. It's the it's the thing with insurance is it's a it's a triangular relationship so it's not an immediate i'm exchanging one thing for the other yeah and it's okay to ask people like for us um, as physical therapists to pay us 200 a visit two thousand dollars for plan of care we go in and out of the dentist and don't even question what they charge and a cap and a crown is a couple hundred bucks and the root canal is i don't I haven't had one but thousands of dollars
0: and they won't do it until you give them the monies they right. will They'll just say, hey, man, just let me know. And the, yeah. the funny part is someone brought up the other day on Twitter, and I forget who it was, or I would give them credit. But they were like, hey, at what point are eyes and teeth not part of health care? It's like, I have health insurance, mm-hmm. but eyes and teeth, totally different. Right. And it kind of got me thinking. I think, like, Jerry Durham jumped in on this conversation, too, is like, what if? Like, you know, not going to happen tomorrow, but like, hey, the entire body, we work on everything uh, you know, I would say outside of teeth, eyes a little bit, right, with the simular, but, like, in terms of vision, right. hey, we do the rest, but they have their own insurance. Man, they're doing something right.
1: Right. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because what they're doing is something tangible, like my eyes, my eyesight, my teeth, you know, yeah. like I can't eat. But what we're doing is quality of movement. Like, you can't really touch that you know, and what we provide is a very intangible service. So one of the things that we do in our clinic is try to get people to walk out with something tangible. that's other than just like an exercise printout. It's like, what can we give people to hold on to that they can touch and feel and go, Oh, this is kind of what I'm paying for.
0: Yeah. I got something. I can feel that, right? You walk out of the dentist and you're kind of licking your teeth and like, I get it. Or you walk out with glasses, your eyes feel better. You can do that. How do we, how do we, show people that how we how do we walk them through and sell them that by Mm -hmm. asking them questions right you've got an interesting look it sounds the same it sounds like it's one thing then backwards most pts waste time trying to protect money Mm -hmm. instead of leveraging money to get more time and we just a second ago time is the most precious resource Yep.
1: yep it is and so one of the things that one of the most valuable things you can do as a pt especially if you own a business or um i mean like run a company, it's figure out like, what are you doing that you can pay someone else less to do for you, whether it's mowing the lawn, because now you've got two extra hours with your kids or answering the phones because you're treating patients. Those little things, just think of it as like, okay, can I pay someone less than I can earn somewhere else to do this task that doesn't really require me to do it? And sometimes treating patients is that task because physical therapy is a highly skilled technical job in a business. Yeah, it
0: it took me a while to wrap my head around this concept, but it was um, car detailing, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you want your car really, really detailed, like nice. If so, you get your car detailed. It feels like to you, it's like, man, this is like a new car. right. And I remember thinking like a buddy of mine opened up a detailing shop and I'm like, who would pay for that? Now I was in like college, maybe freshman or sophomore in college. I didn't have any money. So of course I wasn't paying for that. But then as I got my first job, I was like, I get it. I could, like, if you really want to detail a car, it's a couple hours, mm-hmm. you have the tool to do it. And that's when he was like, listen, I'm trading them time. Like they could do it and they know they could do it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to, they want to be doing something else. So their time is worth, I forget what a hundred, 150 bucks, he right. was doing a full car detail. He's like their hour or two hours is worth more than that. So they're gladly, you know, you know, the phrase right online, when someone drops something cool on Twitter, take my money. It's right. like, whatever you're doing, you're solving a problem that I, I might be able to solve, but I don't want to spend the time or I couldn't solve, but I want that outcome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Take Hashtag take my money. Right. It's what they say.
1: Yeah. I mean, I told my wife earlier this year, I was like, I'm no longer a handyman because what if no one, the kids don't want to come with me back and forth to Lowe's. And sometimes the instructions on the things I got to build are like kind of crazy, even though it should be simple. Right. But, you know, so one of the things you can do is if you own a business is hire someone else, but it, let's say you don't own a business one of the best ways to leverage your time is to utilize software and systems to help you speed through the same questions you answer all the time or the same like yeah. little text snippets or links that you share with people all the time. It's just create a little shortcut. So you don't have to spend five minutes writing an email you just have it as a, um, canned response or whatever they're called now or just a little text snippet and boom like you got more time
0: uh just set up this interview yeah it used to take uh hey aaron what's up uh love to have you on the show great jimmy when's good for you hey how about wednesday at seven and you're like can't do wednesday at seven how about thursday at eight can't do third like it was tennis and a new episode of how i built this which is a great NPR yeah. podcast just had the founder of calendly yeah. now set up this episode i sent you a link you filled out a form calendly link it already knows what my calendar is. You could only pick from things that I was free at. It was one exchange. Right. Now, is that worth? I think Calendly is like 6 to $10 a month. Yes. Yes, it is. It 100%. is 100%. Because my time going back and forth with Aaron, and now my head hurts. By the time I get Aaron on my show, he's pissed because he's like, we went, we went back and forth. And then God forbid we got to change, right? Because right. life happens. That is a great example. So let me ask you this. I just mentioned Calendly. Mm-hmm. what is a piece of software, an app or something for less than $100? I want one of those like Calendly where it's like, hey, listen, it's not like Adobe, right? It's not this big, huge program. Right. What's something, one or two apps that you would say, hey, this will save you micro t- transactions of time exponentially throughout your year?
1: Yeah, I, there are two of them that come top of my head, but there's like five or six, depending on what the problem is, right? right. The number one um, is for email marketing. So some of you might go, oh, I would never send email. Well, email marketing is one of the best ways to market online and active okay. campaign for a basic or light plan is like nine bucks a month. And it's, I think for the, you know, for less than 500 people, it's $45 a month People go, "Oh, but that's expensive. You should be able to make $1 per month per email address on your list. So All let's right. say you have a thousand emails yeah. that again, and $45 a month, it's worth it.
0: Say that again. You should be able to make $1 per month, per email address.
1: Yes, at least. I mean, I'm making like $6 per month per email address.
0: And I love the fact that if you're a fan of the profit, which I am, you know, your numbers you are like, I'm making six, you need to make one. I'm six I'm X. Mm-hmm. So my next question would be, how are you doing that? Is it sales, sales programs or what, it, what is the transaction here?
1: Yep. So there's a couple ways to use email marketing. Number one way is to confirm with people that they've, that uh, you've got their request to be seen in your clinic, or they've you got their uh, request to get the free download, that kind of thing, and then it's to send out podcast updates or blog updates, but really to communicate with people through email um, mm-hmm. about what I'm doing and some of the lessons I'm learning and things they can use in their business. And oh, by the way, I've got a free webinar this weekend. Click here, click on the link, or. Um, reply and let me know the answer to this question, or go check out our group, or we do a weekly live, or, you know, there's a lot of different ways to create a call to action. And the reason that this works in here is it's a system, is I can set this up and then I can let it go and it runs in the background. I can do things like notify staff to follow up with people who inquire on the website. I can notify myself that someone became a patient, all kinds of things, and we can do so much with it. And people look at it and go, oh, that's so complicated. It's no harder than neuroanatomy. It's actually easier.
0: It just sounds like you're relationship building, but you're automating the parts that can be automated.
1: Yes. So like the 10 thing. well, I'm going to use two names. The 10 things that I tell all new patients became 10 emails in an email sequence that once you became a new patient, you got these 10 emails that come out every two to three days. Um, and that was the very first email sequence that I started with. And it's kind of things like, you know, it's okay to feel uncomfortable or sore after your first visit. Here's a link to, the video of the technique I showed you today. Um, and then you know, here's another email about walking, An email about you know, stress relief activities like taking a hot bath, those kinds of things.
0: Right. This uh this just flies right along line with uh with Gary V's um jab 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 right hook. Mm-hmm. Read that hook or just go to Google jab 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 right hook. He probably gave away a free blog about it, but yeah. and the jabs represent gives. Like mm-hmm. Aaron said, Hey, if you if you give me my your give me your email address. I'll give you the 10 things that you should know. And then it's 10 pieces of information via email, valuable. And then each thing leads to something more, a downloadable guide or a video. You didn't ask me for anything yet. In fact, all you did was give me stuff right. to the point when you've got me on the ropes. Now I'm like, dude, all every time I see Aaron's name, it's like something I click on and something I value, 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 value. My value of Aaron's name goes up, up, up until he goes, hey, by the way, I got this class that I'm doing at my clinic this weekend. And it's uh, 20 bucks to to show up and get an assessment and blah, blah. And they go, yeah, okay. I trust him. Mm-hmm. But if you had cold emailed someone, hey, give me 20 bucks for that. They'd be like, I don't know who you are, man. I'm not giving you 20 bucks. You're just some guy man, on the street. So it, it's, it's warming up a relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's also permission-based marketing because I've asked them permission to contact them versus those emails that just show up in your inbox because they bought the list of physical therapists. Uh, and they're like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude. Like,
0: that's so you're you're more of a sniper approach, yes. and buying the email list is like shotgun. I'm just yeah. going to fire this blankly into the dark, and may, and you know what? Maybe I hit something, but that's mm-hmm. not how I want to operate. Yeah. Uh, Sam ringing in saying uh, he's from Philly right now, chiming in. He just uh, read your book, man. Talk about uh, your book. What are, what are people going to learn from that? What yeah. is, what is Sam just digging into?
1: Um, here it is, the Cash PT Blueprint book. Smart author, you got the book <laughs> there. Brilliant. So it's um, kind of a, a memoir slash uh, strategy guide on how to launch and scale a cash practice, even though I've told it was unethical, a bad idea, and that no one would pay more than their copay for PT. Wow. And, um, you know, I, I tried to um, give a bunch of uh, jabs in here by putting in like sample super bills, um, email scripts, some of the stuff we've talked about. Um, I put that in and, uh, you know, it goes through... Like some of the regulations on Medicare, which is like takes a long time, a bit overview. But really, how do you set up the give to get? How do you give value for your patients? How do you charge cash? How do you market? And some of the marketing systems that we use.
0: Where can someone get a copy of the book? Where, where we're going um, right now? Yeah,
1: you can. You can always go to Amazon to get it, or you can go get it uh, for free. Uh, cashptblueprintbook.com. You just cover shipping, and we'll send it out to you.
0: That F word that gets their attention every time. You want to give me what? I'm sorry. Free sounds yeah. good. I'll take yeah. it for it. Yeah, um, something you do a lot is video, and I feel like you know I work. My day job is with Fox Rehabilitation. I shoot videos with clinicians pretty frequently. Used to be uh, in person. Remember when we used to be in person with people? Yeah, it was great back in the back in the old times. Uh, now it's it's via this environment. I get to you know bring my colleagues on screen and walk them through videos it's a little harder but it's a lot like patient education Mm -hmm. I need to be more skilled with my words but you think that you say and you i agree video's king and we need to get we a profession need to get more comfortable embracing our uncomfortableness in front of this camera for a radio guy it even took me a while i was not used to cameras microphones all day but cameras so when i mentioned hey video's king and we need to get more comfortable what comes to your mind
1: youtube it's the number two search engine in the world. Say that again. <laughs> YouTube is the number two search engine in the world behind Google, and YouTube's owned by Google, so YouTube oh. shows up on Google search.
0: Craziness, right? <laughs> if you're not on YouTube, which, by the way, you can watch all of our past episodes on YouTube. Because I did that, Aaron, because of what you just said, which is crazy. Somebody challenged me on that, and to prove them wrong, do you know what I did? I Googled it,
1: <laughs>
0: and I got the answer.
1: So the other thing is, Jimmy. The other thing is, is when the pandemic started. So like, YouTube viewership in March was up six hundred percent from February.
0: It's not like it was low before that.
1: Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It was it was nuts. And I got that number from a YouTube marketing specialist. And I was like, holy, what? And a lot of our videos like went, you know. And I've got over a million views on YouTube.
0: Wow. You throw that out, you just drop that. A million views is a big deal. I was not embracing video. Again, everything I did was audio. just looked like that, that's Mm -hmm. all it was. And literally COVID was the reason, just when you mentioned that, when YouTube viewership went up is when, as a team, I was like, hey, there's this thing, I think we should do more video. It helped me, if you want to relate this back to clinical care, it helped me because I can see Aaron. Aaron's nodding, he's smiling at me. He gets where I'm going with this question. I've got body language. Mm uh, a trick, I haven't had, I don't, I don't need to work with you because you're a podcaster, you get it. But if if I ask a question and a guest is kind of giving me what I feel like is half the answer, I'll start doing this. And they can see, oh, he's drinking. Oh, uh, I need to, do I need to, I'll keep going. Um, so all these little things came in, but what actually on the other end is people were telling us, they like, mm-hmm. I like to be able to see stuff. Or even better, our profession is really visual. We get yeah. to demo stuff. So right. now we're going to bring in a a ski and snowboard PT. I'm like, hey man, can you be have someone in boots or something? Like, can you like show instead of just tell? Mm-hmm. And I think that is a giant powerful tool that to to show and tell patients. Right. That's got to be on your. That's got to be in your toolbox now. Yeah.
1: But Jimmy, I don't like being on video. Yeah. <laughs> what do I wear on video? And so, like, I, I get those questions a lot, right? So what I want to do is. Number one, tell everyone, audio is more important than video. Do the video, repurpose it to YouTube, but your audio quality is more important than whether you have a nice camera. Just get a, a nice mic. It's like 30 to 50 bucks, like oh. a blue Yeti or whatever. I don't know what you're using.
0: I you got yeah. the Yeti here. This is a little over the top, because I'm a radio yeah. guy. Yeah. I buy This is auto-technical. Or they have the
1: blue. Oh, the blue Snowball is a $50 one. The Yeti Snowball. is a like 100 and, But it's get a good audio and then just do the video because it doesn't matter what you're wearing, because still, even though people watch, most people are going to listen. You can uh, the you can take the audio off, make a podcast out of it, and do a lot yeah. of things with it.
0: That's what we do right now. We're just a live social media video cast. Mm-hmm. It will then be broken up into clips via video to say, "Hey, there's a new er- episode out with Aaron." By the way, and then here's the full episode on audio. Because I'm a podcast guy. I mean, I consume the media that I create. Right, listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't watch full episodes, and we talked about this before the episode started. We're like, "Hey, right now we got six people viewing live. By the way, if you're viewing, say hi. I want to know who you are and where you're from." But we live in a, this world. Mm-hmm. Those six people are probably just looking for something to kill some time on the phone and in swipe world. And they were like, "I don't know. Jimmy's doing something about Cash PT, and oh, who's that?" <laughs> and they're sticking around for a second. Now maybe they'll watch the rest of the episode, but maybe in their brain they're going. Oh, okay, got it. He's. I, I'm going to look for this when it comes out in the podcast. So when I drive or I run or I walk or I'm cleaning the house, mm-hmm. I'll get the whole thing. But, yeah, this sounds pretty cool. Yeah,
1: but it's also repurposing it to different yeah. place. Like one view, one helping one person get one nugget of information is better than not doing it at all, and it mm-hmm. doesn't cost you any extra effort.
0: No, because yeah. we're doing this right now live. Right. So why not get something out of it? Yep. Um, so most clinics think they need more marketing. Mm-hmm they actually need if they think they need more marketing right. you're i'm getting that ain't what it is but what do you what do they actually need
1: yeah it goes back to what we talked about before they need to have a very good and solid sales and enrollment process because a lot of times people come to me and like aaron i need more patience i'm like how many people are you seeing how many contacts you have etc they get enough people calling them that uh they should be busy but they don't have a solid they refuse to sell they just take orders and they don't have a good enrollment process. So they have holes in the schedule and filling it with more marketing isn't always the answer. You have to fill the, you have to fix the back end processes and retention. Right. Um, because it, what's the stat? It's something like it costs, it's 50 times as hard or five times as hard to get a new person than it is to sell a second time to a, an existing customer.
0: Yes. John Taffer from bar, the famous bar rescue show. Yeah, will will tout stats all the time. He's like, listen, someone's first experience with your organization needs to be mind blowing mm-hmm. because, and we used to say this in radio too. I was in radio in northeast Pennsylvania. I was in radio in Poughkeepsie. It's like, and my bosses were both framed it like this: we ain't growing new people, right? Like, right. yes, I understand people are being born, people are dying, so but we pretty much have the same reservoir of people. We need to capture their attention. We need to over deliver on whatever we're saying we're going to over deliver on. PT is the same. In your geographic area, there are the, there's a, a finite number of people. Mm-hmm. Sell to those people to make sure you can let them know that hey, whatever it is that you want to accomplish, if I I can help you do that, everything's about you. Yeah.
1: Can I share with you um, a mistake most people make?
0: Please do. I love I love when I, <laughs> everybody did it. So yeah, make me feel bad. So it's
1: kind of like okay, uh, we're looking to do more marketing because we need to generate more revenue and income. Right. But what the mistake I believe most physical therapy clinics are making, um, and I've seen this, especially in network clinics, is physical therapy is the top of the value ladder. Okay, so insurance, reimbursable physical therapy is the final stop for 95% of patients. Some people have like a gym program for $20 a month. But what we really should be doing is utilizing physical therapy to bring people into our business and keep them with other wellness and health promotion, strength, whatever programs that that's where we can generate a lot more income and revenue without worrying about um, documentation, etc. But it's physical therapy has to be a stop along the way or a reason people come in the store,
0: yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you, you're just, I mean, I've heard this before. I worked at a, at a cash practice at a PT school, and the first time, you know, uh, Carlos, who was the mm-hmm. clinic owner there drew a, a triangle and was like listen there's the patient there's you and there's the insurance company yep. I wasn't there when you made the deal with your insurance company and how much you would pay a physical therapist I'm I wasn't there not yep. hey it's not my business but now you're here I know what I'm telling you what my time is worth but also when you come in walk into any really successful restaurant they don't just serve burgers they probably serve shakes and dessert and fries right so right. what else what else can we deliver now I'm not saying create stuff that we're not good at. I'm yeah. saying make sure people understand what value you can deliver in different formats. Right. And that's what we're getting at.
1: Because we have expertise beyond where most people traditionally um, treat patients.
0: Correct. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, PTs are undervalued and undervalue themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I'm used to, I guess if someone's saying I'm reimbursing you at $65 an hour, eventually you start to believe I'm worth $65 an hour.
1: Yep. Yep. Or I'm worth what I get paid. So if I can charge cash ten dollars more than what I just got paid, then you know that's what I need. But really, to run a business, we have to be able to generate more revenue. If you're if you're if you're self-employed and it's just you, like you can get away with undercharging. Um, but if you want to grow and scale your business and your time um, and hire other people, you have to be able to charge like a certain amount to be able to run the business and generate a profit. Because why be in business if you don't have any profit?
0: Yeah. Uh PTs don't want to rock the boat, right? We're scared about rocking the mm-hmm. boat by asking for more. Like we're just excited. like I think this goes to the nature of who applies to PT school, who gets in, who graduates. All those pretty alt- altruistic is probably first in nature.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if someone asks you to do something, um we're we're just uh, how can I help? How can I help? And that's great. Do not change. But a lot of times we're afraid to ask for more or sometimes we're even afraid to ask for anything right
1: yeah we are and what i would say the biggest the easiest i wouldn't say this is easy but the best way to think about it is um, if we can get away from exchanging time for money and go to changing results for money which is what we all want we all want pay for performance correct so can we sell the results and transformation people want it's much easier to sell a program For $2,000, it gives someone the ability to work out five days a week, feel strong and healthy and confident and a good role model for their kids. For a couple thousand dollars, then let me put you through my knee arthritis program and it's $125, $180 a visit. People are like, that's expensive for a knee arthritis program. I can get that for $20 down the street, but you can't get into my back to the box program and feel strong and healthy and a good role model down the street.
0: Yeah. What what are you going to... How will you change my life? I tell (laughs) you... this before on the show, the grunt test, right? The grunt test is something I use in communications and marketing. What do you do? How does it make my life better? Then finally, what do I need to do to get it? If you can't answer that as a physical therapist, if you can't answer, what do you do? How does it make my life better as a patient? And then what do I need to do to get it? And none of those are throwaway questions. Because some people can knock out the first two And then if you don't have a funnel or somewhere to send them, hey, right this way, you will lose them. If you can't explain what you do, I don't I mean, you need to start there. But you very much number two, how does it make my life better? I'm Jimmy and I have an OCS and I have a this and I have a that. That's great. But you haven't answered number two yet. It sounds like you're overqualified. But how do you make my life better? Right. Right. This way. If you can sell that you're selling the outcomes, which is what you just said. We're trying to get towards.
1: Right. And we need to be very simple and essential with our language. Yes. We're saying like, I optimize movement patterns. Like,
0: Optimize? What does that mean?
1: It's very vague and um, complicated sounding.
0: Yes. which Which some people think makes it sound more valuable. Right. But if I don't understand what the hell you're talking
1: about, <laughs>
0: it's like, I don't. I don't, I can relocate, uh, you know, this, uh, but I don't know what that means, man. Right. Oh, no, I can, right. I can, I can take all your furniture and move it somewhere else.
1: Great. I know, I know. Former radio broadcasters feel strong and healthy so they can talk all they want.
0: That's it. That's what you <laughs> do. You know what? I'm a, I would like that. Cause I'm having that problem. Right. Um, we got the, uh, the, the website on the, uh, the screen right now, if you're watching, if you're listening only, I'm talking to you, podcast listeners, uh, cashptblueprint.com is where you can find more information about that book. Yeah. Pay shipping.
1: It's cashptblueprintbook.com. I got oh, okay. I got a course. Just to, I have a course. Of course you do. That's cashptblueprint, and then I have a book. cashptblueprintbook.com. So as
0: you should, and I will yeah. eventually be getting to this because Thank Aaron you. convinced me that I need to be doing these things.
1: Um, I
0: love all this. I think I think our profession is starting to just from watching the next generation of physical therapists talk like Brett Chase, who was checking in from Oklahoma. He's the core ambassador for APTA in Oklahoma. Just listening to how they're, cause you were talking about this. You said you launched your podcast in 2014
1: mm-hmm.
0: results take time. Yeah. Ideas like this, the ideas of, you know, the cash PT of the world, it takes a little while to, to implant itself and resonate. And I, it always starts with this. That'll never work. Mm-hmm can't do that yeah it's unethical it's illegal you can't do it why because you haven't done it Let, by all means let's look into it hey it looks like it passes all the legal tests. looks like it's legal let's dig into this so i'm starting to see a change in terms of, of these things all right we're gonna we're gonna do a, a tradition on the show called three questions are you ready okay. for that rock and roll here we go Three questions brought to you by our friends at Aureus Medical Staffing. Find them online at aureusmedical.com. They're leaders in uh, hashtag travel physical therapy. Um, You get a PT license. I love the fact that it's called a license. I got a driver's license. It lets me drive anywhere I want. You have a PT license, be a PT anywhere you want. Uh, So do that, but treat it like, I don't know. We did clinicals in different areas. Get paid for this one instead of paying. For that one, uh, a u r e u s medical.com. A lot of people hear tribal PT and they just think outpatient ortho. It's not, it's all settings. I mean, if, if, if your skill is needed in different areas and different settings, so do that. So decide what's uh, important to you mountains, beach, rivers, plains. I don't know. You just, I'm not going to decide for you. a u r e u s medical.com. That is a u r e u s medical.com. First question is obviously a where question. You're in North Carolina, which for me, North and South Carolina. I love them.
1: It's just we nice. just got uh, plumbing last year.
0: <laughs> just electricity's coming soon. Wi-Fi is on the way.
1: Uh, but if you could go, if you would,
0: hey, go anywhere you want for three months, which is typically what a short-term travel seven is. Where would you go?
1: Puerto Rico, San Diego. Yeah. Um. You know, in, Austin, in Texas. Haven't been there.
0: Yeah, and that's the cool part. Again, right. if there are, if there are humans there. Any PTs? Second question is a what question. What's something you've watched, uh, read, or listened to, podcast, book, movie, whatever, that you think the audience would gain value from?
1: Oh, gosh. So many different things. Um, the, po- oh, wait a minute. Oh, gosh. What's, oh, that's so many different things. Um, you you uh, Guerrilla Marketing, Jay Conrad Levinson, my very first business book.
0: Guerrilla marketing. Very good. Yeah. You just
1: made my brain go like on fire.
0: I'll give you too many many questions. Third question is a who question. It's about a person. Who is someone the audience should know more about? Oh man! Like who's someone that you're like, yeah, this person deserves some recognition because they do great stuff.
1: Gosh. Okay. There's also so many people. Um, I'm going to shout out Ben Baggy. He's uh, one of my mastermind students. He paid off $130,000 in student loans in two years, cash practice right out of school and he's um, scaled his business. He's chilling in in LA for the month, seeing if he wants to move, and he's got two PTs in Oakland. But that's not possible, Aaron. No, it's not. Prokinetics is his business in Oakland. I mean, like you want to be sure you do it, like, yeah, he's crushing it. So he's not only is it possible, he's done it. Right, yeah. All right. But Uh, you know, like you want someone else, like who I think like you really need, like if you want to listen to someone to get inspired in your brain, um you you know like go to i'm I'm gonna well i don't know man i go shout let's shout out um i'm gonna shout out uh jen Esker and kelly Storette because they are two pts that are bringing information to people on a massive scale you got people who've been in pt for a long time but they're not information they're not bringing it to people where they are right now and those two pts are really crushing it
0: in a different way right i mean Kelly, big in video, big on Instagram. Jen, very big on Instagram. But like Mm -hmm. they're people, a lot of people will look at them and be like, well, that's not a real PT. And I'll go, then explain to me what a real PT is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A real PT is someone that helps people feel better about their body. (laughs) Tell me
0: again how they're not a real PT. (laughs) I don't get it. All right. That's three questions brought to you by our friends from Arias Medical Staffing. A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com. Leaders in hashtag travel PT. Last thing we do on the show is called the parting shot. Parting Shot is brought to you by our friends from uh, the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Uh, people deciding, the deadline is very soon if you're going to uh, try out for one of the uh, advanced board exams, the advanced competency. So OCS, if you're thinking about an OCS, why not get a course from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy? Oh, they have one. Yes, they do. It's called Current Concepts of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. The, the reading list alone is, Several arm lengths long. Just go, they'll give away the reading list too for free. orthopt.org resources. If you're not a member of the Academy of Orthopedic PT and you are an orthopedic PT, I ask you again, why? Just why not? All right. So parting shot is your last chance. Mic drop moment. Like, what would you want to leave with the audience as we wrap up today? There's a lot, but yeah. if there was a sentiment, if you had to boil it down, what would it be, Aaron?
1: I would be. It's 2020 is the year that's happened for you so that you can take the action steps you need to make a massive impact for patients in the world because they can't see you in person or they're not easily seeing you in person. It's your time to leverage online, internet, video, radio to reach massive amounts of people because everyone needs to know that when they get hurt or tweak their back, they need to see a PT uh, to know what's going on.
0: Yeah, listen, what happens to you you can't control you can completely control how you react to it and yeah man do i want 2020 again no i don't but that's what this is what we've been dealt this is the this is the cards we're holding bro so what how you're reacting and i see a lot of different opportunities and listen motion creates emotion if whatever you're doing just keep moving find something that works and keep going that direction and listen we'll get through this and i've never met someone who. Is a hustler who's out of work. I'm not saying, you know, that's it. Just keep hustling. It will happen. I'm telling you, it will. Failure is um, not fatal. Failure is not fatal. And it, it's going to come in all different forms. Uh, Aaron, would like to have you back soon. I feel like we should have Aaron back like once every other month or a couple weeks or whatever, just to give us like a nugget or two. Like just with your mastermind group, I feel like like, here's what we learned. And then I go, great. How do you join? Because you should be in there.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, I'd love to be back. I got like 50 answers every like, questions you asked.
0: Perfect. All right,
1: Aaron, uh, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming on the show, dude. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you um, having me on. The P.T. Pinecast is a product of P.T. Pinecast LLC.
0: It's poured fresh by me. Physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Ingredients are sourced by our chief connections officer, Sky Donovan from Marymount University and it's brewed fresh by producer and physical therapist Juliet Dassinger and by producer and creator second year PT student Bridget Nolan from Sacred Heart University. PT Pinecast is a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas and motivational stories. Make sure to follow us online at PT Pinecast and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or Google Podcasts. I absolutely Love I you. love you, love you, love you. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And if you found value in the show, all we ask is that you tell a friend.
1: This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.